Hello, everybody. Welcome to Vineyard Community Church. Very glad you're with us. As we continue on in a uh, little series we're doing here at Christmas about Advent, uh, and so this is the actual the second Sunday in Advent. There are four Sundays in Advent. All these Sundays are to sort of prepare us for Christmas. So they, they started last week, and there will be four Sundays up and before Christmas. Um, sort of the main themes of Advent, we talked about one last week, hope, joy, peace and love. That's sort of the four themes that we're to be thinking about in preparation for celebrating um, the birth of uh, Jesus in, into the world and what a big deal that is for us and all that it means. And really for me, that's the, that's the heart of Christmas. Um, I love Christmas uh, for lots of different reasons. And uh, I know for some people it brings up a lot of issues and some people you know, um, sort of go, well, really December 25th really wasn't when Jesus was probably born because it was probably more like sometime in the summer and, and, uh, and, and you know, it's not, there's not in the Bible that says celebrate Christmas, you know, that's not in there. But I always think about it this way. It's such a powerful time of year because there's so many things in motion in people and um, anytime that we have an opportunity to tell people about Jesus and, uh, and to, to share with him the good news. We want to grab a hold of those in whatever way we can. And, and you know, this, this is such a powerful time of year. And the other night, I just happened to catch it. They were lighting the, the uh, Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. And right as they did, they started, the, the music behind them was a choir singing Joy to the World. The Lord has come. And I'm like, yes, you don't hear that all the time on TV. And, and so we have these sort of amazing opportunities uh, to where people are a little more open. And I, I think, you know, uh, people seem to be a little kinder. There's something that they sort of move into the idea of giving a little bit. And that's such a hard, you know, that's such one of the hard things of God. That, um, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave. That it, it sort of opens people up. And, um, you know, my hope is always at Christmas that, that it'll be the year for some people who have yet to come to know Jesus, that this will be their year. And there'll be just enough of things happening and, and ways for them to be open that, that perhaps this is the opportunity for, uh, for all of us to have, you know, the opportunity to speak into them where they'll respond and, and finally come to know Jesus. And so I like Christmas. I like everything that goes with it. I like the, I like the lights. I like the decorations. I like the specials on TV. I like the, you know, the movies. Um, I like the music. Uh, I, I, love, I love to start playing Christmas music. I love all that stuff. And so, and it brings up, you know, a lot of good memories. I, I have a, some pretty good memories of Christmas and, uh, uh, you know, even lots of good memories with my own kids and, and, you know, thinking about all the little traditions that we used to have with our kids when they were little, you know, they're all grown up now. And, uh, and watching them sort of continue some of them on with their own and kids and, and uh, what, a, what a joy all that is. And, and it's such a wonderful thing. Um, and, and I, I, you know, I want it to be... Uh, treasured by everybody uh, and I know a lot of people have some difficult things when Christmas comes up and I, I get all that as well but one of the these big four that we're sort of talking about is um, joy and you know I, I heard that you know joy to the world and what does that mean and what does that look like and especially in in a, in a season when in the world there seems to be a lot of chaos and craziness and a lot of fear I'm, I want to talk about peace next week is sort of the antidote to that but but even, you know, how do we have joy when, when there's so much unknown and so much going on? And the way that we have that is in Christ. 
And uh, that, that's where we're always going to find it. And so uh, I think, you know, especially when the world is upside down, it's, it's a reason for us to make sure that we're telling people that there's hope and that there's, there's, uh, there's joy and there's peace and there's love and it's all found in Christ. And Christmas sort of sets the stage for the Christmas story and what it means. But there's, you know, and so there's more to Christmas than the, than the busyness and the presents and all that stuff. And like I said last week, we're going to use some clips from this time of year uh, to sort of help with some of these things. This is probably one of my favorite clips of all time, and we're going to invite Linus to come and do the scripture reading for us today. So uh, whenever you're ready, push the buttons. This will be the scripture reading Isn't in your notes. Is there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. The glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. You know, I, I always get a kick out of watching that. That was 1965. So that's, you know, I was five when that first came out, and I watched that every year and still do. So uh, <laughs> I've never stopped, 50 years in, and I always loved that spot. Now, when I was a kid, I didn't understand it. I didn't grow up in a, in a Christian environment at all. We, we didn't go to church or any of those things. I got saved when I was 25. But, uh, but that was always in there, you know? And, and so when I finally came to know Jesus and was like, hey, I know somebody that's been talking about that for years. It was Linus. Linus had it figured out. And um, you know how powerful that is. And, and uh, you know, that's, that's the heart of Christmas. And so... So I, I love a reason to talk about Jesus. Now I do it every other week of the year too. But still, now, now people are kind of looking towards it. And so I, I, I want to talk more about Christmas today and joy in particular and what that looks like. And we're going to use um, that Luke 2, 18 through 14 passage over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to break it in two weeks, talk about half of it today about joy and half next week about peace. So that's where we're headed. That's the intro, transition, bad joke time. So this, uh, this guy goes to the doctor. He says, doctor, I keep having these weird dreams. First, I'm a teepee. Then I'm a wigwam. wigwam. Then I'm a teepee. Then I'm a wigwam. It's driving me crazy. What's wrong with me? And the doctor says, looks at him and says, listen, you just need to relax. You're too tense. <laughs> so bad. <sighs> too tense. Wigwam, teepee. Yeah, sorry. All right, so I want to look at the first half of the scripture reading today. Luke 2, 8 through 11. 
Um, this, this time out of the NIV. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Now, sometimes I think we, we, if we're not careful, we might have a tendency with all the fun stuff that's going on and with all of the, the movies and the specials and all those other things that we might sort of begin to think of, of the Christmas story as kind of more of a story than an actual event. But you need to know that this is an actual event. That, that verse 11 said, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Um, this happened, it was a very real day. Um, that he was born. It happened on a day. It happened in a specific day in history. Not, not a day in some mythological, imaginary story, but it was a day in history. It was a recorded day in history. And we know that Caesar Augustus was the emperor of Rome. Um, Quirinius was the governor of Syria. Uh, we know these things to be established fact. And so on a very real day in history, Jesus was born. He entered the world. And, and that's imperative to know and to understand. This is an actual event. This isn't just a story. This is an actual event. Jesus entered the scene. Fully God, fully man. It was a very real city. It says in the city of David. So this event happens in a city, uh, not in Narnia, not in, in Middle Earth, not in a galaxy far, far away. In a very real place that still exists. So he was born on a real day in time and history in a very real place in a city about six miles from Jerusalem. Um, and, and so Jesus was born and he was and he is a real savior, Christ the Lord. So, so why did that take place? And, and there are lots of reasons we could talk about. A lot of reasons that Jesus came for us. A lot of reasons that Jesus entered the world. But there's three that I want to sort of highlight today as we talk about this whole idea of Christmas and the importance of it and, and this part of, of you know, the, the, uh, the story, if you would, without thinking of it as not being true, a very real story that starts at Christmas and, you know, sort of runs in through Easter and all that that means and then continually runs um, for us. So first thing you need to know about why he came is that he came as a ransom for many. He came as a ransom for many. Mark 10, 45 says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, that's sort of an interesting thought, and, and you know, you, maybe the question would be, well, why, why do we need to be in, uh, you know, why does there need to be a ransom paid for us? What is that all about? What does that even mean? And, and the reason that has to take place is that our sin has separated us from God. Um, and, and all of us have sinned. So, so once we've sinned, and all of us have, we have, a, we have an issue between us and a holy God, a perfect holy God. And, and there, there can't be sin in his presence. And once, once you've sinned once, you're a sinner. You, that's, that's what happened. You, you're in sin now, and you're separated from God. And there's a, there's a chasm you can't cross in your own strength. You've got an issue, and that was the issue that we all had because of sin. There was a gap between us and God, and we couldn't get back there. And, and so what had happened in that sin, then, then we, were, we were basically in slavery um, to sin and alienated from a holy God. 
And so when Jesus comes and give his, gives his life as a ransom, our slave masters then, which would be sin and death and, and the evil one, they had to give up their claim on us. And, and because they had to do that, we could then be adopted into the family of God. Galatians 4, 4 and 5. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights of sons. So, so what happens is the redemption um, or the, the ransom that, that Jesus comes to pay um, frees us from the hold that was on us by sin and, and death and the enemy and it, it frees us so that we can be a part and adopted into the family of God. So, so God pays a ransom and redeems us out of slavery and into the Father's house. That's a big deal. And, and it's, a, it's a big part of what Christmas is all about. So, so he had to come. He had to enter into the world. Um, and, and to do that, God's son had to become a human being uh, so that he could pay for our sin in our place. He, he takes it on himself to pay for our mess. And, and really, that's one of the key meanings of Christmas. That's what it's all about. Hebrews 2.14. Since the children have flesh and blood... He too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil. So, so the reason that Christ takes on human flesh is that so he, he could die and, and in his death pay a ransom to free us from the power of death. So Jesus enters the scene in, in a miraculous way. He lives a perfect life life. Tempted as we are, the Bible says, but without sin. He lives his perfect life. He makes an impact on the world in really just a few years that he ministered that, that's changed the world. It's split time into everything that happened before and everything that's happened since. And even though, you know, in our, in our new sort of way of looking at things, they want to take that out of there and make it, you know, before the common era and after the common era or whatever. But we know what divided time. It was Jesus entering into the scene. This was a huge deal. Jesus enters the scene, um, and, and fully God, fully man, lives his perfect life on our behalf, and it all took place in a, in a, in a day in history, in a city, in, in Bethlehem, uh, in a specific time, and this is a real event that took place. God enters the scene, and, and he does it in order to pay this ransom for us, because uh, we couldn't fix the problem, see, so he does. He comes to start fixing the problem. So the first thing that needed to happen was this ransom needed to pay, cover our sin, and make that happen. Then we find this out. Secondly, he comes to call sinners to repentance. Sinners to repentance. Luke 5, 31, 32. Jesus said, answered them, it's not the healthy that need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So Jesus comes to call sinners to repentance. And, and you know, that word, I, it's a funny word, I guess, for, but that's us. All of us that have separate from God have sinned. We're all sinners. And, and, and so this, this ransom needed to be paid, but, but, but after the ransom was paid, there, there also needed to be a call to people to understand what had taken place, this successful call to sinners. And, and the call is based on the ransom. And, and so um, Jesus says he comes for both of these things. Uh, and and he, he took care of both of these things. He, 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 he came and he paid the ransom for our sin and he calls sinners into repentance. And he's still 
calling sinners into repentance. He's calling the lost to be saved. So it might be an easier way to hear that. He, he does that continually. He does it through people reading the Bible. He does it through the Bible being preached, through the Word of God being preached and explained. And he, he, he does that as we reach out to people who don't know him yet. And we, we love on them and we encourage them and we move them towards a God who loves them so they can come into this whole process too. He's still calling um, people into relationship with him. It's the heart. It's his heart to be restored in relationship. It's why he came and paid the ransom and then calls people back into relationship with him. This is an ongoing call. It's the mission of the church. It's why we're still here. It's why we don't get zapped up into heaven when we come to know Jesus. Is that we become part of this call then that he started calling people to know him. And, and it's, it's our heart because it's his heart. And he, he made it possible. He's, he's, he's come to call people in, into relationship with him. And, and that's another big part of what Christmas is all about. So when you, you know, when you think about Christmas, it's easy to get sidetracked with, you know, even Charlie Brown saying, what's it all about? You know, is it about the things that I said that I like, the lights and the decorations and the movies? But it's, it's always more than that. It's about God loving us so much that he came and paid the price so that, that we could be freed from that which kept us from God and then calls us in relationship with him. And then third, uh, this, this is another neat thing then, it's a, really the neatest thing, is that he came to give us eternal life. He came to give us eternal life. And I was just saying this, but John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Uh, you know, Christmas is, is this whole process. God sending his son um, and, and, and coming, uh, entering the scene, uh, fully God, fully man, perfect in every way, living this perfect life, and then willingly, uh, you know, laying that life down for us, and that's the Easter story, but, but, and then defeating death and rising again. And in the process, he calls us into relationship with him, and that relationship is forever. It starts now and goes on throughout eternity. It's a now and forever relationship. That he, he wants to have with us. It was why we were created in the first place. He desired this relationship with us. All of us turned and went our own ways. But don't, I love how God pursues us. You know, I talked about that pursuit last week. The, the lengths he goes to, to pursue us in the relationship with him. And, and that, that this is where we find joy. See, is in life with him. There's, there's nothing else. There's nothing that compares to this. There's nothing that um, even comes close. This is absolutely the best deal in the universe. This now and forever life that we can have in him. And, and that's where we find real joy. I said that this week was about joy. Joy is found in life in him. And, and how... I, we just need to be careful that in the midst of everything else that can happen in this life, um, the craziness that happens, the busyness that happens, the, the anxiety sometimes that we come under, the the, you know, the rushing around, the, the trying to work things out in our own strength, that, that we, we miss how amazing it is, the lengths that God has gone to to be in relationship with us, and that that's where real life is found. And that's where the, the, that inner joy comes from, is in knowing that he's with us and he's for us. And that no matter what's happening all around us, when you walk with him, you know, he's got you now and forever. You don't need to live this life fearful. You, I watch the fearful reaction of people in the world and I think, I, I don't know how people do this thing without Jesus. I just don't know how they, how they can go through it. They, you, you, how would you even begin to leave your house um, with all that's going on without that sort of settledness in Christ that comes uh, when we know him? 
and, and his love for us. And yet so many people in the world don't yet know him. And, and that's why it's incumbent on us to, to be people that spread this good news, this amazing uh, joy that can be found in him. It is indeed, you know, joy to the world. The Lord has come. That, that needs to ring out, and it has to ring out with us. And so, as we continue to look at, at these things in Christmas, you know, I just want to encourage you, in your own heart, sort of constantly settle in how amazing it is, uh, the real meaning of Christmas, that, that he came. Uh, he came to pay a ransom for us. He came to call us into relationship with him, and he made a way possible for you to do that. And, and that relationship is not just now, it's forever. And, and that life is found in him. And that's where we experience joy. It's in living with him and for him and in knowing him and, and the life that springs from that, that we find real joy. And so my heart, my hope is for all of us this Christmas that, that as we walk through it and, and get to hopefully enjoy the rest of, you know, all the other neat stuff. But it's always because we know what Jesus has done, that we can settle in those things. I, I, I you know, I, I tell you that all of these little movie clips and all those other things mean so much more to me now when I understand what's really going on than they ever did. Because I see, you know, the God at work in his calling to people. And I see how, how amazing his love for people is. How much he values you. How much you're worth to him. The, the level that he pursued you because he loves you so much he wants to spend eternity with you. I, I don't know that we always grasp that, but you, he, he wants you forever in relationship with him. And there's nothing like that. And my hope is that that would just resonate strong and loud this year and you'll, you'll hang on to that. And that as you do, that joy will fill you and then flow from you and impact the world around us who desperately need a big, a big touch of joy this year and peace, which we'll talk about next week. But, um, but that's good for, for this week. So consider those things and how amazing it is. The pursuit of God for us continues and the joy that we can have in life with him. So we'll end it there. Uh, if you're watching my video, thank you for doing that. And uh, love to see you. Come and visit us when you can. If you need prayer, go to the website. There's a place to uh, put your prayers in and we will pray for you. What we're going to do here is we're going to move into our extended worship.